You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory. It is the least live episode of the KC Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank member FDIC. Yes, we are recording this. I don't know the last time we didn't go live for a lab, Matthew. Is this why you had to say most live when we had recorded this this earlier week show is so that you could like do this this double joke? No, was this like a setup for like days upon end? Okay. No, uh, I just decided to do it. Okay. Well, thanks for asking how I am. Um, I'm glad there's a lot of college football going over these holidays because it's nice to get a focus on some good football as we lead into the Chiefs game when they get to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. That hopefully goes a lot better than the Eagles, but it's it's been nice that you know some action was going on and we just got football every day leading up to it. Didn't have to spend too many extra days, you know, tormenting myself over what the Chiefs game against the Eagles was. Yeah, no, it's been nice to kind of move along. We all know that we got the holidays coming up. The Chiefs have a division rival on the schedule. And I, for one, really appreciate Kent's multi-day bit that he has now performed on this podcast. The multi-day plane is what's more impressive to me. I, no, yeah. You guys uh, either don't, don't give me enough credit for improv or give me too much credit Definitely. for planning. No, it's definitely... First one, and I don't give you enough credit for a lot of things. Actually, it's not just <laughs> no. See, that was good improv. That was good. That's how you do it, Kent. That was pretty good. Like I notes. You don't. Uh, you don't like my transitions, is what I'm hearing. No, your transitions are the best. Please keep doing them. <laughs> Usually, pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, everybody that's hanging with, out out with us. I hope you had an absolutely wonderful Thanksgiving. I uh, hope you're having a great Black Friday. Um, it's obviously uh, we're we're still going to get you ready for Chiefs Raiders. It's a big divisional game. Chiefs looking to bounce back after uh, obviously a really tough loss, fall into seven three seven and three. Have to kind of continue to win to to keep up with the Baltimore Ravens if they want to get that one seed and and be in line for the Arrowhead Invitational. Uh, but we're going to start on the defensive side of the football against the Las Vegas Raiders offense because this is a defensive team now. This is what we do because this is a defensive team uh, in Kansas City as we so aptly uh, defined. I think Maddie did before the Dolphins game. But obviously, they've had some quarterback changes. That's, that's the first place to start, I think. Aiden O'Connell is the quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders now. They they really haven't had good quarterback play all season. I think Aiden O'Connell has been fine for a rookie, and there's some things that are interesting about him, I think, but I don't. he's not the overly dynamic player, and I think trying to pressure him and trying to get after him, even though he's going to try to get the ball out of his hands and they're going to try to get the ball out of his hands quickly and just out, period. <laughs> Um, I think just just trying to trying to trying to rattle a young quarterback is going to be uh, a key to this game. Uh, uh, yeah, the, this Raiders offense hasn't been very good for the majority of the year. Right, they're just a, not a strong unit right now. The offensive line's kind of shaky. The wide receivers outside Devontae Adams have not like fit together as well as they would have hoped. Yeah. You have dealt with the quarterback, and Josh Jacobs hasn't been as good as he was supposed to be for them. And then you get to the quarterback issues. They have not made it easy for a Jimmy G or now for Aiden O'Connell or for anyone stepping in there. So I 
I, I think it's a really hard spot. I think it's a really hard spot for a quarterback that probably doesn't have the most physical talent of any quarterback in the NFL. He's not Aiden O'Connell is not the most physically gifted guy. And now he's going out there. He's getting asked to execute all these different kind of high difficulty things without the best talent around him. It's led to a lot of struggles for this offense. You know, they're bottom six in the NFL and EPA. They're pretty far down there in success rate. Uh, like they just, they don't X, they don't move the ball down the field. They don't particularly hit explosive plays frequently. It's an offense. It just doesn't have a lot of bite to it. Yeah, it just doesn't. It just doesn't feel like a team that's putting it together. Yes, I, I, I feel like they're a lot scrappier since they fired Josh McDaniels, since Antonio yeah. Pierce is out there. But I don't know that that's necessarily translating into, you know, better offense. Maybe maybe we're seeing Josh Jacobs getting a, a yard and a half more per run than he was before. Aiden O'Connell is certainly getting the ball out quicker than Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo was one of the Longest time to throw players in the NFL. Part of that was the Josh McDaniels offense. They're still running a lot of those same staples. Aiden O'Connell is still a guy that's going to hold on to the ball a little bit here. And he's not necessarily taking care of the ball particularly well either. I mean, he's thrown three touchdowns, thrown six interceptions in four games as a starter here. So it's not like he's just lighting the world on fire got a worse completion percentage than Jimmy Garoppolo did. I get why they made the move to Aiden O'Connell because at this point, Jimmy Garoppolo is you know sunk cost. So go out and find out what you got with the rookie here. But I, I think as we watch this team, as we see them maybe become a little bit more scrappy of a football team, it's not on this side of the ball. And so, yeah, Devontae Adams is still over there. He's you know, one of the best wide receivers in the league again this year. As we're seeing time and time again for this Chiefs defense, they're able to shut guys like that down. And Aiden O'Connell isn't necessarily the type of guy that's going to be, you know, pinpoint accurate and placing the ball in these sorts of spots and taking advantage of some of these Chiefs cornerbacks when they're playing as well as they are. Well, and I think Aiden O'Connell, I think as the sample size gets a little bit bigger, you've started to see teams try to find ways to make more mistakes. He threw three interceptions against the Miami Dolphins. What and he's been under sixty percent completion in the last two weeks. But also, interestingly enough, yeah, it's under sixty percent completion. He's also allowed and afforded Devontae Adams two of his four best statistical outputs this year in the last two games. Devontae Adams had more than half the receiving yards for the Las Vegas Raiders against the New York Jets two weeks ago. Uh, and then he had another strong game uh, this last week. Checks out. So I mean, it's just it, it's. <laughs> You know, I book might be starting to get out on Aiden a little bit more. Um, and, you know, I I think if you take away some of the quick game, I think good things can kind of happen for you. Like I said, you kind of force him to hold the ball a little bit longer. Good things are going to happen. He's not going to be able to create as much. He wants to be in rhythm. You know, he's pretty good out of play action. He kind of reminds me, like, stylistically, some of the ways he plays very Goffish, Jerry Goff to me is just when I watch him play, I see Jared Goff a lot. Um, but yeah, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. He's kind of been a disappointment, but I mean, the Raiders are going to want to try to run the football a little bit. If they're going to beat the chiefs, they, they haven't ran the ball as often as, as you would think for the Raiders team. They've been a lot more of like a pass heavy team. I think they're pretty much like league average in terms of like run rate. Uh, they still do go 
under center a lot. They play a lot of heavier personnel. So like they'll put the fullback out there a ton. I think they actually lead the league in like I formation 21 personnel stuff. So like they do it a lot, but they're hitting a lot of play action. They're hitting a lot of old school, traditional drop back game from under center. It's a different offense than I, than most teams run in the NFL. It very much is old school to early 2000s, New England Patriots kind of stuff without the run game to back it up. They do think if they had the run game to back it up, it would maybe look a little bit fresher. It would look a little bit better, but they haven't found a way to marry everything together yet. So I think there will be some things that the Chiefs have to adjust to on the defensive side. They are going to have to find an answer to the heavier personnel. They're going to have to find an answer to I-formation stuff. There's been times in the past under Steve Spagnuolo that I-formation runs, specifically versus the Raiders, have kind of been a problem. They yeah. struggle fit stuff up against a fullback. I think they've done better across the board is the run defense and on defense this year. So I'm not saying it's going to happen for sure, but it is going to be a unique challenge that they haven't seen as much this year of slowing down, whether it is the run game or the passing game kind of coming from under center with the heavier personnel stuff and how you handle the one-on-one matchups that creates for Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and can not Kendrick Bourne, but the uh, Jacoby Myers, like for whichever one of those guys they have out there, one of those New England Oakland Raider combo, the one they paid. <laughs> yeah, they paid for there. I, when I watch the Raiders play football, I watch a team that uh, when I watch Josh Jacobs with the ball in his hands, I see a guy that like is on the cusp of breaking something like at all times. So I'm not going to be surprised if he comes out and looks better than we're saying here, but. When you go back and you look at his stats, he has only had two games this year above four yards per carry. To put that in perspective, Isaiah Pacheco has six for this Kansas City Chiefs offense. And we talk about all the time how ineffective the run game can be. This Raiders run game is bad. He averaged negative yardage against the Bills a couple of weeks ago. Just were, was not able to put something together there. They just struggle to execute at this point. So it's a little different than maybe some of the other teams that we've talked about from a heavy personnel standpoint, where when they go into 12, when they go into 21, the Chiefs counter with base, and oh man, it's a little bit terrifying on the outside. Who knows what's going to happen? We've seen them get beat up. The New York Jets did an awesome job of beating them up out of heavy personnel and lived in it for most of the game. This is not that. This is not that level of play that we're going to see this is not that level of execution that we're going to see and frankly I just yes I, I I'm worried about Devonte Adams I'm worried about you know Jacoby Meyer on the outside I'm worried about Hunter Infro in the slot a little bit even though he hasn't been super effective this year either all those guys is capable but all those guys have been capable all year long and they just haven't executed they just haven't been able to put it all together I don't suspect that yes I know the playing harder under Antonio Pierce I don't suspect that this week, all of a sudden, we're going to see a team break the mold, change the way that they're able to execute and start, you know, kind of getting there at a higher level than we've seen all season long so far. And yeah, their run pass ratio was insane last year. They, they dropped back. They dropped back 41 times. Uh, did the did the Raiders and that's not included. I mean, they, they, they attempted 41 passes is actually a better way of explaining it. So. I think they're going to try to they're going to try to run the football a little bit more this week. I genuinely think they're going to try to run the football. They got to. I know it's not been good, but like they're going to try. I think they're going to try to generate some of that balance there because I don't think that they want to get Aiden O'Connell against this defense 
in a just let's chuck it around the you know chuck it around the yard 41 times again like i don't think that's a successful formula for them to win we're gonna take a break we'll be back right after this what's up chiefs kingdom this is tucker franklin from kc sports network thank you for listening to today's show make sure to follow us and subscribe for more chiefs content wherever you get your podcast if you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. Hey everyone, this is BJ Kissel. We'll get right back to the show. I just need a minute to share some important news, but as always, thank you for the support. The KCSN Foundation just launched our third annual Soul of KC Holiday Raffle and Toy Drive and it benefits Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store. This campaign has raised more than $35,000 over the past two years, helping provide a better Christmas for kids in our community. And it's simple. We sell raffle tickets for a chance to win any of the more than 20 fantastic prizes that we have available this year. It's things like a Travis Kelsey autographed full-size Chiefs helmet, or a Chris Jones autographed jersey, a George Karloftis jersey. How about a Patrick Mahomes autographed mini helmet? We've got gift cards to local restaurants like Capitol Grill, Mission Taco Joint, or Third Street Social. You can find the full list of prizes on our social media accounts, or you can click the link in the description of this show. Again, all of the proceeds go to buying presents for Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store, and you can get tickets now through December 4th. Help us continue to help others, because that's what the KCSN Foundation is all about. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holiday season can be a time for great joy, but also extra added stress to your life as well. Whether you're stressed about possibly meeting with family, traveling, or more, it can be a difficult time during the holidays. Adding something new and positive to your life can be a way to counteract some of the stress and those feelings. Therapy can be an opportunity for you to talk through some of those feelings and allow yourself to de-stress and decompress a little bit and feel better about the situation you might be in. It can help you feel more grounded and more settled in your life. Everyone deals with the stress of family, travel, financial stress, job stress during the holiday season. Instead of bottling up some of those feelings, it's best to have an opportunity to express them. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, especially during the holidays. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this holiday season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks, everybody that's hanging out with with us. We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and are having a great holiday weekend. Talking Chiefs, Raiders, anything you want to talk about, Matthew, on the defensive side of the ball before we move on? I mean, yeah, we we're talking about how we think they're going to try to get into the run game a little bit more. Yeah, they should. Um, I'm sitting here looking at this Chiefs pass rush, and then I'm looking at the Raiders' offensive line, specifically how they're anything they're doing, but specifically how they're pass protecting it. Boy, oh boy, I don't want to. I would not want to drop back and pass it, it, with against what the Chiefs have right now, right? So, like, I, I think they do need to rely on the run game. This is a pass rush that is going to turn it up. They're going to bring pressure. They're going to make it difficult for an already not good offensive line to try to block them. And like, there's just, they are giving up pressure after pressure after pressure along the offensive line. The last thing you want is a rookie, especially Aiden O'Connell, who will hold the ball. Like For a guy that isn't the most physically skilled guy, he does try to make and create plays. He will do that. He is a gamer. So like, he'll hold the ball a little bit and give you a chance to get pressure on him, to sack him, to hit him. And that's not what they're going to want. So I could definitely see Josh McDaniels try to really dig deep in, try to shorten this game by running the ball. It's a game they probably want to get out of relatively quickly because I don't I don't think they want to drop back and try to throw the ball against the pass rush. You said McDaniels. I know you did I know you didn't mean that. Oh uh, yeah. Well no, I, 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 I uh Bo Hardegree, the new offensive coordinator, play caller. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I knew you. Meant. No, I, I I look at this team on the offensive line. Uh, Colton Miller might be back this week. Reportedly, he was close yeah. last week, and so he might be back. That's a big boost because, frankly, that it falls off pretty quick after that. The rest of this offensive line, though, is just not of the quality that the Kansas City Chiefs defensive line has seen for most of the year. Uh, this is one of the lesser ones and i know that we said that a couple of times this year and almost every single one of those occasions kansas city chiefs have come out and made life really really difficult on the run game and the pass game for the opposition i expect a lot of similar performances chris jones coming off a really really good game against the philadelphia eagles is going to be licking his lips looking at this offensive line george karloftis mike dana Charles Amenahue, Felix Anaduki Azama might even, you know, be able to get back in the mix a little bit more than we've seen him lately. I just think that this this offensive line is primed to be, you know, kind of bodied by a really good Chiefs defensive line here. It has done so well against so many better offensive lines. They're either going to have to run the ball. The Raiders are either going to have to run the ball at an effective clip or they're going to have to get the ball out of the hands of Aiden O'Connell in a hurry. And with the way that the Chiefs are pressing right now and still trusting Legereus Sneed, Trent McDuffie, these guys on the outside without a ton of safety help, I don't foresee a lot of opportunities for Aiden O'Connell to get good free you know, slant releases, easy buckets that he can throw to here. It's going to be contested catches. 
it's going to be a lot of stuff that he's going to have to place the ball exactly right. We just haven't seen it this year. And when they have to get deeper into the dropbacks, he's going to be facing all kinds of pressure from Steve Spagnuolo against a young quarterback. We've seen it time and time again. I'm not going to be surprised if they come out the same zero blitz strategy that they put up against Jalen Hurts. Just go ahead and toss it out there against Aiden O'Connell to start the game and see what happens to that man. And it's just a huge test for Snead, too, because they, they will, Aiden O'Connell will throw the ball up there for Devontae yes, Adams to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G wasn't doing that. And Aiden O'Connell will. It's like the big test for Snead. Hopefully the Chiefs don't get stubborn and not change off of that if it's not working. Like this is just one of those times Devontae Adams is still really good. If it's not working, please don't keep hammering that home. I don't think they will. I think they'll have a counter ready, but like this is a game where it could kind of break loose. I also want to say, Aiden O'Connell likes to throw the ball over the middle of the field, too, a lot. Chiefs defense has been excellent. I, I think the best in the NFL at defending stuff over the middle of the field. Like That is where they are at their best. That is where you find the least you know, amount of success against this Chiefs off their defense. So like, it'll be interesting to see how the Raiders counter that, too. I, I'm assuming a lot of relying on play action, a lot of relying on the run, but like where they what they want to do is perfectly countered by the Chiefs with Sneed's ability on number one wide receivers, with the Chiefs' ability to bring pressure and get pressure, and with their ability to defend the middle of the field. It, on paper, this is a terrible matchup for the Las Vegas Raiders that should not have a lot of success. Devontae Adams, 11 targets a game since Aiden O'Connell kind of took over in the last three. It's 13 the last two games. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely should. Players to watch on the defensive side of the wall for the Kansas City Chiefs. Presented by Tickets for Less, promo code KCSN will get you the best guaranteed discount available on Tickets for Less. Go to ticketsforless.com. Use the promo code KCSN. Craig, your defensive player to watch. Yeah, my defensive player to watch is Mike Edwards. You're going to throw a lot in the middle of the field. You're going to be thrown into a lot of contested catch situations. You're going to have a guy like Legereus Sneed or Trent McDuffie able to get their hands in there and pop the ball in the air. Who is going to come down with it? It's Mike Edwards. I, I foresee a lot of opportunities for this Chiefs defense to come up with turnovers, and if they are going to throw at places and at areas in the field where Mike Edwards is, we have seen it not just this year, but throughout his career, that that's bad news for the offense when that happened. I just think we're going to see a lot of sticky, tight coverage, and as long as the referees don't come in here, start calling every little hand and jersey pull that can be there for a Legereus Sneed, for a Trent McDuffie, I think there are opportunities for these DBs to swat the ball up into the air and good things to happen for the safety position. So I think Mike Edwards comes down with one this week. I was legitimately going to go with Mike Edwards um, as a little bit of a rebound from last week in the Philly game because he kind of gave up the two big completions at the end of the game and because of the middle of the field, Aiden O'Connell, six interceptions already on the year. Sounds like a Mike Edwards special. Um, So we're going to counter. We're, we're going to go the low-hanging fruit. Uh, we're going to pull a kint on this one and say Legereus Sneed. We talked about it a little bit, but like this is this is a matchup to where you know, Sneed's faced Tyree Kill. He's faced A.J. Brown. He's faced the best guys. Like There's no longer, you're not trying to figure out if Legereus Sneed can do this. I do think the Raiders and Devontae Adams, though, are one of the teams that will challenge him regardless of how well he's playing. We saw the Vikings not really give Jefferson a lot of opportunities. We saw the Eagles not really give A.J. Brown a lot of opportunities. These teams kind of said, uh, 
we can do enough other stuff to still maybe think that we can win this game. One of them did, one got close. Like, I guess they were right. I don't think the Raiders are going to think that. I think the Raiders are still going to funnel 10, 11 targets to Devontae Adams, regardless of Legereus Steve being in good coverage or not. Mm-hmm. How does he fare then? Do the penalties skyrocket or is he able to play clean? Does he make plays on the ball or does Devontae Adams do the Adams thing? I think not necessarily a big test. I just think this is an interesting matchup because I don't think the Raiders will shy away from the targets like some other teams have. I'll go with Drew Tranquil, another guy that could be in the middle of the field getting into some of those passing lanes, but also like just de- depending on what this Raiders team does try to do, they try to pound the ball a little bit. How is, you know, how does Drew Tranquil hold up against the run? I mean, he's not the same kind of physical player that Drew uh, Nick Bolton is, but I still think he's done a really good job in the middle I, of that I, field. Oh, I, I think he's done. I think he's I think stacked he's linemen way better. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's a lot more fun. I think, I don't think Nick Bolton likes contact as, as all. Like he was a slip blocks in a good way, but like he yeah, likes to go around them. Yes. I, yeah. I don't think he's quite as physical of a player just across the board. But that's not me criticizing him. That's just me saying, like, hey, look, you're going to get the ball ran at you a lot, probably, uh, if that if that's the case. But if not, you're going to be dropping in covers. This is a Nick, you know, this is a Drew Tranquil game where scheme dependent, like game plan dependent, he's going to have to be active. He's going to have to be involved, you know, either as a, in a coverage, in which if that's the case, I think he's a guy that can be the, the tip drill for Mike Edwards in this kind of game, getting into the passing lane. So. Give me Drew Tranquil as my player to watch on the defensive side of the ball. Let's talk a little bit about the offense now. I know we have to. Uh, uh, obviously, like I, I think, saw a good game plan from from the Chiefs from a play calling yeah. perspective last week. I just feel like this game is like this is going to be a blocking and tackling game, right? It's going to be like let's get the basics done, let's execute at a high level, let's protect the football. You know, like, I feel like it's going to be, and, and we've seen this team talk about this before. And actually, you know, we talked about the Eric Bianami factor. It feels like that is something Eric Bianami harps on after every single loss is let's get back to the fundamentals. Let's get back to, you know, securing the football, you know, catching the football, getting work on those little details. This has got to be a game where they just need to not beat themselves. And so offensively, I think it's got to be an execution game. It's got to be, you know, let, let's see them have a clean sheet on some stuff. Like, I think that's what they're going to aim for this week. It, it's a divisional game. Um, you're going to see this team again later in the season. You are going to not get the same level of Andy Reid game plan that I think you got last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. And so whether it looks sluggish, whether it doesn't, it I the team could come out, run the basics, execute well, and all of a sudden we'll say they're turning a corner. And I'm not saying that's wrong. It's just I don't think they're going to showcase a lot in this game that is going to be something you build on going forward. Maybe I'm wrong. And if they do, that tells you where they they are mentally with what this offense is. If they come out and Andy Reid's giving you the business, and they come out and they're giving you that upper tier stuff from the game plan. Like that says they're not happy, and they need to you know they know they need to work it out. They don't believe that they are just going to flip a switch without testing everything out. So like, I got my eye on that, but I expect it to be a lot of run game, a lot of basic run stuff. I don't think you're going to see, you know, power and counter and outside zone and the windback and the double tight in motion runs. I think you're going to get a heavy dose of inside outside zone from Isaiah Pacheco and let this offensive line try to go to work. I think you're going to get a ton of timing stuff where they're trying to get the wide receivers and Patrick Mahomes 
back in sync. It's not yep. been working, but I think they're going to try it. And so we'll see what it looks like. I wouldn't be surprised though, to see a relatively mundane, like offensive yeah. game plan, just given who the opponent is and that they have to play them again. Yeah, I the Raiders are 20th in the league in yards per play. So the Chiefs might just look at this and just say, hey, listen, let's just be efficient. Let's just try and run basic offense. Just try and pick up smaller plays. We don't got to get the vertical stuff going. We, we'll still continue to work on that in practice. But we can come out with a fairly basic game plan and try and do this. Yes, we, we see Andy do it all the time with divisional opponents. He doesn't want to tip his hand too much. He doesn't want to give lay too much on the table. I I don't even think, Maddie, to your point, like it's not wrong, but I don't even think that Andy Reid is going to look at this team and say, okay, even though we want to get the good stuff out, you know, I, I just I, I don't see them using it at all. I, I just really don't, even to get their confidence up. So, I think they can run a lot of basic stuff. This is the side of the ball that I think has kind of transformed a little bit under Antonio Pierce. Now that being said, still gave up over 400 yards of offense to the Miami Dolphins. Basically every good offense that they played so far this season, they've given up over 400 yards of offense to so far, and they haven't played very many of them. They've got a couple guys that are a little bit salty. Max Crosby is just, he, he's a superstar. Like he is a potential game record. But Andy Reid has known how to take that man out of the game plan for years now. He's had experience doing that. Call some basic stuff. Keep Max Crosby on his toes a little bit. And I think that this defense is right to be, you know, just kind of run all over, short passing concepts, nothing too sophisticated, big Travis Kelsey game. I just don't know that we're going to see him get deep into the bag, deep into the good A-plus game script. Because I just think that he feels like they need to get back to basics. They need to just go out there and execute the most basic of things because that's what you want to build the foundation on and go up from there. Well, and the, the average call sheets have been good enough for games like this too. I mean, it, it's been execution stuff. Now maybe we start to recalibrate some of the mistakes that are going to get made or they just continue to harp on fixing these things, which is what we're talking about. Basic game plan, you know, not your A sheet. And execution is probably enough to do this. But execution has not been something that's been a strong suit for uh, for this team. I'm, you know, they've, they've, they've got some issues. There's so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and the NFL all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just Five bucks on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. So download the DraftKings Sportsback app now. Use code KCSN. New customers can bet five on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 888-777-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most states, eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. 
See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. All right. Uh, Matthew, where do you want to go with the offense next? I mean, let's go, let's go to Mahomes. Um, I think up until the past couple weeks before this game against the Eagles, Mahomes had been up and down. I think some people thought that he was, it's a little bit more of like the effect of everything else is why he was playing up and down and not great. And other people thought he was a little bit more of the cause. I don't know, coming out of the Eagles game, like it feels like he very much is being just impacted by everything else. Can he stack that in? Whether the result is the same, whether the result looks a lot better, it would be really nice to see Patrick Mahomes continue to come out like he did against the Eagles and just put the ball where it needs to go consistently. Go out there, tear up a, a defense. The Raiders defense has been a little bit better than I think we all thought it was going to be, but mm-hmm. their pass coverage still isn't great. Everybody in their secondary can still be got. So like, it would be nice to see Mahomes come out, play really good again against a defense that has struggled over the middle of the field. The Kind of the, the inverse of the Chiefs. They haven't been great through the spine. Their safeties, their linebackers aren't great in coverage. So like, it'd be nice to have Mahomes come out play like he did against the Eagles, start to build back up that confidence from the rest of the offense and the fans and even you know themselves that, okay, maybe we didn't play great for 50 minutes. Maybe we didn't play great for 58 minutes. But when we do get that ball back with a chance to have a game-winning drive, our quarterback is still going to be good enough to get us there. Yeah, others have to step up, but he's still going to be good enough to be there. This team is only going to win if Mahomes plays great. So, you know, let's see him play great again. I think this defense poses some interesting issues. They have some playmakers, Epps, Marcus Peters. Like, these guys will make plays on the football. Morig, they'll make plays on the football. They're all also gettable in coverage, so it'll be up to Mahomes to not make the lazy pass to Justin Watson in the end zone, but to make the right plays to give his guys a chance. I I think a lot of eyes on him for this game for me. Yeah, and you didn't mention the two other guys that they're starting there in their secondary, Meek Robertson and Nate Hobbs, were also pretty good football players. Like, this is not a bad secondary by any means. It's just not top shelf. And I I look at the secondary and I say, yes, that I, I can see how they improve. I can see how they grow under, you know, this defensive coordinator, get a little bit better, especially when you got Max Crosby rushing the passer up front there. I can see how they could give these Chiefs receivers a little bit of fit. I can also see how they might decide that they want to play a little bit more man. I know that that's not Marcus Peters necessarily cup of tea. He he would rather be a zone guy with his eyes in the backfield so he can go and make plays. But this team, I feel like, can man up against these Chiefs receivers. Now, that's beneficial for Travis Kelsey, but if you can bracket him with a guy like Trevon Morig or Marcus Epps, I think you're going to find success there so can they go out and win I know that we saw Patrick Mahomes coming out of the bye look a lot better can we see an improvement from these receivers in a bounce back game it has to be a bounce back game we talked about how they needed to start using Kadarius Tony in the pregame last week because hey they got to start integrating him sometime these receivers have to step up at some point they've got to start making plays They've got to start making an impact. Try and do it against a a quarterback group that isn't bad by any means, but can be had in the secondary. I think I'm most interested in if they're they're going to catch the football. If if you're making me pick between right routes and catching the football, like I think the place to start is catching the football. Like there's still going to be... Why not both? (laughs) 
<laughs> nope, not allowed. This is where I'm at. I mean, this is genuinely where, like, honestly, this is where I'm at. Like, let's just, let's try to get incrementally better by, by the playoffs. Right. And I think, you know, I, I'm curious because like, I think what I could see is, do they, do they try to simplify and dumb some stuff down offensively? And just like, like, again, like, like we talked at the top is like, is this a block and tackling game? Let's just execute, you know, let's just get things done right. Let's just, you know, let's, let's just try to, you know, focus on the little things. Do they take some stuff out of the hands of the receivers and say, let's just, let's catch the football and do things right here. Like I just, I, I'd rather them just catch the football and just like manufacture some touches for some of these guys. And let's just see what happens. Like that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, So yeah. All right. Players to watch on the offensive side of the football, Matthew, what do you got? Oh, okay. We are coming to me first here. All righty. Um, let's go with Rasheed Rice. Uh, I think he continuously gets more and more snaps. We kind of, you know, he's once again second on the team last week in the terms of the amount of snaps he gets. I think even routes run. So he's getting more opportunities. Uh, Matt Nagy gets up on the podium and talks about the fact that he's no longer a package player, that he's not limited. Again, good to hear. That lets you know that he was that point until some point. He was that until some point in the middle of the season. So Rice is getting a more expanded role. I think we've seen as his role is expanded, his efficiency has dipped a lot. And I think that lets you know kind of where he is. He's a more role-specific player right now, but I would like to see that continue to expand. Let's give him a few of these opportunities. MVS, Justin Watson, Sky Moore, these guys aren't effective in the way that they are being asked to use. Let's let Rice do more of the stuff, even if he's not effective. It's not like the Chiefs are missing anything. So I want to see him continue to get his role kind of expanded. I'm hoping Nagy specifically mentioning him getting more run about different stuff is going to lead to that as well. Tim, is this segment called Players to Watch? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm picking both offensive tackles. If there's one player on this Raiders defense that can ruin this game, it's Max Crosby. These Chiefs offensive tackles were better against the Philadelphia Eagles, but they've still had some up and down moments. Jawan Taylor certainly be better against the pass. Donovan Smith has done some good things in the run game, but both of these guys need to be on their A game to not let this player wreck the game. I know it seems very simple and very targeted, but frankly, that's how everybody should approach this Raiders defense. Take care of that guy and you will find time. That is easier said than done. He is an incredible player, but Donovan Smith can't have an off game. Jawan Taylor can't be in his head about the false start penalties called on him so far this season, and last game especially. You can't be in that scenario against a Max Crosby because he will make your life a living hell and will make Patrick Mahomes hurt. So keep him clean. Keep him upright. Both tackles have to play way better than we've seen them play at times so this season. I'm watching Sky Moore. I'm just, you know, like this is, we are getting to a dire stretch here for him where he needs to start getting back into the offense. He needs to get involved if they are, if he's going to find success. I mean, there's a lot of statistics if you look at snaps versus targets in, in some of this production it's just down uh, even from last year he's a less productive player 
than he was last year. There's some indications that statistically there's some regression to even though he might he might get a few more, you know, he might get a few more yards this year. It, it's it's not great. It's not great. So I just I, he's got to get something going here, or I think his future is very much in question. So I'm watching Sky Moore, and I'm I'm rooting for Sky Moore. He goes for 200 yards this week. I'm not trying to hammer him just entirely, but like <laughs> something's got to happen. Something's got to happen quick. That is brought to you by Tickets for Less. Promo code KCSN gets you the best guaranteed discount on your cheese tickets. When you go to promo code, use promo code KCSN at ticketsforless.com. All right, let's predict the game. Craig? Yeah, I. it's a divisional game. The Raiders are going to be up for this. They're going to try and play them tough. Um, the Raiders are coming off of a performance where they played the Miami Dolphins ridiculously close for some turnovers. The Chiefs have not exactly taken the ball, taken care of the ball very well, and I don't know that it matters. I do expect that the Chiefs are going to have some turnovers. I do expect that the Raiders are going to be a little bit scrappy, especially in the second half when the Chiefs' offense can't seem to get anything going. But frankly, I just don't think that there's enough offensive firepower for this Las Vegas Raiders team to really hang with this Chiefs team. I'm predicting a defensive score as well. I think that this Chiefs team goes out, wins this one 24-10 in a game that may look a little closer than that and gets a little bit out of hand with some Chiefs defensive theatrics at the end of the game. I think we sweat out another game and we are stuck kind of in the same spot of the Chiefs win. I think the Chiefs do win this game. I, I don't know if it's ever necessarily in uh, like jeopardy, but similar to some games earlier in the year, whether it's the Jags or the Vikings, where the Chiefs seem like they're in control for the majority of the game, but then we get to the mid-fourth quarter and it just seems like there's no momentum or rhythm to the Chiefs' offense, whereas you're just kind of waiting for the Raiders to start to put stuff together on the offensive side. I don't think it'll look pretty for either offense. I think both are going to kind of struggle, be slamming their heads up against the wall, but the Chiefs' defense is clearly the best unit of this team you know, in this game. Patrick Mahomes is still the best player playing on the field. So I do think the Chiefs win. I think they're going to come out with the win. You 21 to 17. I just think it's going to be a game that we're kind of sweating down to the end again and a little and a little upset come uh Sunday night. I don't think I'm I don't think it's going to be a game where I have the warm and fuzzies walking out of it. Um I actually am pretty close in line with where you guys are in, in this range. I, I I don't think it's ever a game in question. I think the defense plays great. Uh I think that's going to be like just the continual constant. We're going to continue to talk about a, a great Chiefs defense. Offensively, they're going to have their ups and downs. It's going to be really annoying. And it's going to be really frustrating. I don't expect them to get right this week. I hope that there are some moments and some players maybe that you see some more consistency that get you excited and maybe believe that maybe they're starting to turn the corner. But I don't think the statistical output, I don't think the points are going to be light. I don't think it'll be lighting up the scoreboard. I think it's 21 10. I'll go 21 10, Chiefs win, Chiefs cover. I don't walk away feeling particularly great about it, though. That is going to do it for the game preview edition of the KC Laboratory. Thank you all so much for listening, watching. We appreciate you. We'll catch you later. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.